you playing? Hello, and welcome to What the Bleep Are You Playing? A podcast where we sit down and play a game, most of the time bad, and then tell you why the bleep we, we played it. I'm Speedin' Sean, I'm here with Racer Thomas, and this is Mason, who is still looking for another shortcut. I'll find it one day. <laughs> one day I will find it. <laughs> so, uh, we are playing Hydro Thunder. Actually, I believe you mean to say we're playing... Oh, thunder! Ah, oh, damn it, I didn't play it the right way. <laughs> yeah, you know what, it's fine. Hydro Thunder! There you go. Hydro uh, Thunder. One of my favorite parts of Look, this game the is the announcer just is that, definitely that was announcer. on cocaine when he was recording that. <laughs> when he was recording that, well, he all, snorts one and then just goes off. Well, it's a late 90s arcade game. They're all on fucking coke, that brother. That it's a late 90s midway arcade game. Okay, so yeah, it's definitely on coke. That announcer is up there with the uh, the Smash the Smash Bros. announcer as one of the best in video games. Unless he pronounces Ganondorf. Ganondorf. <laughs> I think he's just scared of Ganondorf. So. <laughs> no, I like to think he's bored. Like he's just like on oh, this fucking guy. This guy. <laughs> this guy again. Because uh, that's yeah. one like, and that's this guy again says Link. <laughs> it's been Link all along. That's Link's voice. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Anyways, Hydro that is Thunder. A, that is a twist. Anyway, Hydro Thunder for the PlayStation 1 is what we played it. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, without a uh, Dreamcast to play it, we could not play the best version you know, of it. You know, thinking, of, thinking about it with how not far we got through actually unlocking stages, I should have just bought uh, Midway Class... What is it called? Mid Midway, Midway Arcade Treasures. Mid yeah, Midway Arcade Treasures 3 has like an upgraded ported version of it. That's the mm -hmm. one we actually should have played. That's a... Uh, my That's mistake. the one I was gonna buy. I know, and then, and then you were I like, told no, you, no, the PS1 has more content, which it does. It does. It does. We, just did, we just didn't get we to just, it. We just didn't fucking get to any of it. So in the, you know, the 90s, arcades still existed. They and did. we're still doing things, uh, you know, and so Midway was like, what if we make an arcade game and then port it to all consoles? It was ported yeah. to N64, PS1, Dreamcast. It was initial. The first one was the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast was literally the the. It came arcade, and then let me look at the date. It was. A, it wasn't that long. It was four months later, five months later, six months later, six months later uh, that it was on the Dreamcast, and then it was almost. A, it was not till the next year that uh, it was ported to the 64 PlayStation, and then a year later it was ported to uh, Windows. Okay, that's really interesting. So, so the the. The arcade version. This was this was my choice. This was my game, and the the arcade version was the one that I played first, and it was um, so uh, back at, back in the in the in the day, we used to have here where we live a a, a, a restaurant uh, called CC's Pizza mm -hmm. that had an that had an arcade in it, mm -hmm. and I remember uh, uh, sometimes when we when we'd have we would all get our families together, we would go to the CC's Pizza, and they have an arcade in the in the back area and they had a hydro thunder machine and that was like that was one of my first earliest interactions with with an arcade with an arcade game and then when we got our our uh, PS2 at home my my dad surprised me with the with the console version so I got to play it all the time honestly the hydro thunder pro throttle probably tasted better than CC's pizza <laughs> Hey, I I liked CC's. I haven't I'm, been there in a while, I'm but I'm sorry. <laughs> that that's unfortunately what your child brain still telling you things like, yes, the food at Chuck E. Cheese was good. <laughs> 
I don't think I ever had the food at Chuck E. Cheese. I've been to Chuck E. Cheese multiple Good. times. I don't think I've ever had the food there. You didn't get to taste the melted plastic that they called cheese. <laughs> Surprise, this is actually a podcast rating all bad pizza places. <laughs> I know. Chuck E. Cheese is mid-tier, for being honest. <laughs> I mean, at least it's not Little Caesars. I would take Little I'll Caesars take over little Caesars. any of those options. Nah, but. nah. This is a weird start to this podcast <laughs> on it, but... Uh, Hydro Thunder, made for the arcade. I want to say I played it in the arcade. I'm sure I have. Like, sitting down and playing, I'm like, I'm sure I've sat down at one point in my time, because I did a lot of arcading in the late 90s. One of, one of my favorite things about the, about the arcade machine, I just remembered this, is that, um, like, before you actually, like, put the coins in and stuff, they had that, like, the little sizzle reel thing of the game at the beginning. And I remember part of that sizzle, sizzle reel was, like, a, like a, uh, a developer's credits list, and one of the one of the screens that just had like all the developers' faces like on these cartoon characters that were in like giant inflatable inner tubes in the water, and it just slow panned over all of them. I just now remembered that. It's well, very mid- funny. Midway usually like had a sense of humor with their developing mm-hmm. stuff. So, I mean, this was a part of the uh, the Thunder series that Midway had. That also included right, Off-Road, Off-road Thunder, Thunder was Wheel one. Thunder, and Arctic Thunder. I never played any of the other ones, but I remember I remember Off-Road Thunder uh, as well, because that was also part of the, uh, the uh, Midway Treasures mm-hmm. collection. That one was really fun Arctic as well. Thunder sounds badass. I ain't even going to lie. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess Arctic. Uh, yeah, you're on, uh, you're on jet skis, and if the uh, box art is to be believed, uh, you have missiles. Oh shit! So it's like it's like a battle game. Potentially, yeah. That's, there was there was a lot. There was definitely a lot more going on in later uh, Thunder games. For example, the Off Road Thunder. That one had power ups, like Mario Kart style power ups that you could use. That's which, to be fair, I kind of I kind of appreciate Hydro Thunder simplicity because mm-hmm. sure there are times where you want Mario Kart, where you want Sonic Sega All Stars Racing, where you have the power ups and you where you want to destroy the person in front of you. Yeah. But sometimes you just want to have a good old-fashioned race. That yeah. is my initial feeling while playing this game. There's a lot, you know, we did not get very far into it. It's not an easy game to unlock things quickly. It is not. Uh, it's yeah. got it a lot of it. Uh, but it they don't make games like this anymore. Oh, no. Uh, you know, and I know even just not for, like, going to the arcade, but sitting at home, they don't make games that are just sit down and race your friends. No. Uh, n- no gimmicks, no nothing. You're just sitting down and racing them uh, and trying to beat them. You know, this is at, at the time when a lot of, you know, snowboarding and skateboarding games were coming out a lot more with, you know, racing abilities. Uh, you know, Mario Kart had not taken over the racing scene. Gran Turismo was probably the most popular. I was about to say, Gran, I think Gran Turismo I mean, Mario Kart 64 existed, point. so obviously Mario Kart was yeah. still oh, big. It was still popular, but, but if you thought racing back in the 90s, you thought Gran Turismo mm-hmm. and arcade racing and things like that. A lot of the arcade yeah, games, like uh, Cruising USA. Cruisin I like. I'm, I'm pretty sure to this day, the original Gran Turismo is the highest selling game on the original PlayStation. Wouldn't surprise I, me. I think. Don't quote me on that, but I'm fairly certain it's, it's up there. It's yeah, one of the big ones. That's why every new system they have to bring out a new Gran Turismo, and the internet then goes, "Who is this for?" And then it's a huge selling game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's for Gran Turismo fans, obviously, yeah. who are quiet but. Damn, are they passionate? And, and they pay yeah. with their wallets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They they talk with their wallets. I think I think if I had if I had grown up around PlayStation more later on in my life, I would I would love the Gran Turismo series. But uh, I was I was 
I turned. I became an Xbox kid in middle school, so I ended up with Forza. I uh, I played a little bit of Gran Turismo back in the day because it was on the demo disc that came with my PlayStation. Mm. So I played a lot of the first one, and then I played a little bit of three when it came out. And we, we did. But Gran Turismo, the thing is, as racing moved to more and more crazy, you know, Mario Kart, Burnout, uh, things of that nature, where you had your kart racers that were more party games, and if you were going to have a racer, you had like Need for Speed or Burnout or one of, you know, those sort of things that were more towards shorter drag type racing, things like that. Gran Turismo being just a straightforward, like, driving simulator, I mean, it's fast. Yeah. Like, you're going hundreds of miles an hour, but. You don't feel the speed that you do in the other games, and it felt slow. I was so. gonna, I was gonna say because technically, like, you're probably going slower in Burnout, in all honesty, but you feel the speed in those games. Mm-hmm. What I remember one of my because we had, I think we had like the first three or no, the first four actually. Sorry, uh, Gran Turismo games. I played Gran Turismo four the most out of all of them when we had our PS2 uh, when I was younger. And I remember one of my biggest issues with that game is that um, racing games as they as they went forward, you know how like when you're you're looking behind the car and when it turns, you can kind of see the car turning and the camera doesn't immediately follow as mm-hmm. much. In Gran Turismo 4, that camera is stuck right behind you, mm-hmm. and it is you're supposed to feel like the driver. It is very disorienting. Yeah. That's that's why most Gran Turismo gameplay you'll see is in the first person's perspective mm-hmm. because you're, it, it's meant to feel like the driver, which. Uh, this game you don't necessarily always feel like the driver. You, you don't. Get to Hydro Thunder. No. It's, it's very arcade. No. Uh, it does have first-person mode, which I found to be the easiest of the three modes. Or, or not necessarily mode, but uh, camera angles that you can switch yeah. between. I actually found the chaos a little uh, easier to handle uh, with first-person. I'm sure with my kid brain back in the 90s, I would have much preferred the outside of it. But mm. this I game preferred. is chaotic. And just right off the bat, the graphics, they're, they're 90s graphics. They're arcade, 90s arcade graphics. Well, so, their, their 90s arcade graphics brought down to PS1 graphics. Exactly, and that's the thing is, we played it, I think, uh, I I see that the PlayStation and the N64 had the same reviews, but a lot of me was like, I feel like I would have, controller-wise, preferred to play with the N64, and definitely the Dreamcast, which, because as good as the PlayStation controller is, and I love the PlayStation controller, I've been a PlayStation, uh, 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 a PlayStation slut for four, you know, all generations. <laughs> Even as they kept basically the same design for four generations. Yes, I love the controls, the controller. I don't want to, I'm one when they announced the new PlayStation 3 controller when it was initially the boomerang was like, no, don't, you know, <laughs> don't fix what isn't broken. I'm one of the people who got mad, so they went back to what wasn't broken. Um, well, thank God you saved us from that disaster. Exactly. It was all me. <laughs> it was I was all. Uh, but. Thanks for uh, halting innovation. Sean. One that thing was... that the PlayStation controller was not necessarily great at, racing games. And hence why the only big car games even for uh, the PlayStation was Gran Turismo, which is very simulator, very slow. Mm-hmm. Not slow in that you're going slow, but slow in it that... It feels like slower you... comparatively. And uh, then the... there's Twisted Metal, which is not a racing game. It's mm-hmm. car combat. Uh, the um, um, the Need for Speed titles also got their start on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, again, but also very different, very d- the way the controls that are set up in Need for Speed. Yeah. The thing and, about... And let's face it, Need for Speed did not get popular until Underground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. And so I, I don't... I would have felt like holding a 64 controller or a, a Dreamcast controller or, you know, sitting in an arcade or having a steering wheel hookup. All those would have made the game a, a lot easier to control some of these things. Possibly, uh, possibly. But 
that doesn't mean it wasn't fun or that I didn't enjoy some of the things. It was just like, there's immediately some older graphic hiccups and the fact that we played on the PlayStation that immediately were like, oh yeah, this is why this game uh, did not get uh, the most kind reviews on this system. Yeah. Yeah. It is... It's an interesting game, though, and, it, and I think you could tell a lot of what Midway's philosophy was in the 90s and the 2000s of being mm. edgier. Yeah. Uh, everything oh, is a little bit edgier, you know. Yeah. It, the, the, one of the boats is named Damn, Damn the, the torpedoes. torpedoes. This was a game that I was allowed to play when I was, like, six or seven. And, yeah. and I it was, could, gosh, drat it, them I, torpedoes. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't say the name of that boat or else I got soap in my mouth. Yeah, darn those torpedoes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Da- those dang torpedoes. But Midway was consistently that sort of like doing a little bit edgier, being okay with getting M ratings on games that maybe wouldn't have gotten M ratings throughout the time because uh, they obviously had the Mortal Kombat license. Well, that's right. That's, that's their big mm-hmm. one. Like their big, you think edgy in the 90s, Mortal Kombat's the first one. But even then they had shit like... Uh, you know, any, if, you, any, if you hear an alarm going in the background, it's because, uh, once again, something's going off in the background. Anyway. Any, Get good, you slut. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but even with their non-fighting game stuff, like, again, their racing games, they always had these sneaky innuendos mm-hmm. or swear words or whatever. I mean, look at NFL Blitz. Yeah, look at uh, you know uh, MLB the hits hits in MLB MLB yeah MLB the hits no wait was that NHL NHL was the hits MLB was like sluggers the show. sluggers yes no, no we're no, talking we're talking like, about midways they're they're, they're, they're over extreme, the top over the top oh, okay yeah, yeah. well because like yeah because in those games like especially NFL blitz you could fucking pile drive yep. football oh, players yeah. or like elbow drop them. Hockey's probably the same way I haven't played the hockey ones uh, the baseball one was amazing because you could. Uh, uh, you could throw at the the batter uh, and hit him, and after a couple of them, they'd get mad. Fire would come above them. They'd spin around, and then the camera would cut away as they charge the pitcher, and you just see like baseballs <laughs> flying and things like that. And then your pitcher was suddenly injured. Did it, did Midway do the uh, the NBA games that were like NBA you, Jam? Or? Where where you made like if you made three baskets, the ball would catch on fire. NBA did, Jam. NBA Jam. Was, yeah. it, was that Midway? Yes. Yes. No. <laughs> I, I know because spoilers. Uh, I recently went to a video game convention, and I met the announcer of NBA Jam. Tim, oh, nuts. Tim uh, Krovitz, I think is his name. Really funny guy. Did you get life. him to say you're on fire? Uh, he did it on his own. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I imagine he goes and orders Gosh. food and then says it. And then says, oh, this, you're on fire. This while food he tips is on the, fire. While he tips the pizza guy. He also has He a, writes that on the receipt. He also has a book about NBA Jam, which I did buy. Oh, that's awesome. And, <laughs> again, weird tangent. One of my favorite fun facts about the book is that Shaquille O'Neal loves NBA Jam. Yeah. Like, it's his favorite game or whatever. So he would, because they didn't have console ports of it, he would he bought, like, a whole-ass fucking arcade cabinet for NBA Jam and would just bring it everywhere he goes. <laughs> oh, to have NBA money. Yeah, that's, that's yeah no awesome. kidding. But, that's but, awesome. But, yeah, because Midway had that sort of edginess to them. And that it allowed them to stay afloat for a long time as bankruptcy was a coming throughout. The <laughs> yeah, it was slow but sure. They, they, uh, they had a bunch of uh, successes, but also a lot of games that uh, were trying to solely rely on edge. Yeah. And uh, that, that kind of, a lot of stuff eventually kind of sunk them. But 
Yeah. This game is not the reason they were sunk. <laughs> no, this, this is a good game. A couple of interesting things that, that are about this game is that it utilized the same basic cabinet on the arcade as uh, Midway's earlier game, Hyperdrive, and it had the same seat as Atari's San Francisco Rush. So they basically repurposed a couple of things to make this game. Uh, and then the steering wheel on the control panel was the same, though, as Cruising in the USA. So this game was a lot of pieces of things. It was, it was kind of a hodgepodge, but it was like, it was a hodgepodge that worked. Yeah, yeah that, that doesn't surprise me. That not at all, sort of a, not at it's, all. And it, it's that's not even a uh, negative at all. Uh, on the 64, uh, you could actually play four-player. It was oh, up to damn. four players it, when you had the 64 expansion pack. So it was one of the games mm. that used a little expansion pack. That. I mean, I say, oh, damn, but the N64 did have four uh, console controller ports, so that doesn't... Did it? Yeah, it did. It did. Mm -hmm. It had four ports yeah. on the front. Or was, it, or was that the GameCube? Oh, the GameCube did it, too. Yeah, but okay. But Nintendo, the, Nintendo from the 64 on basically had four ports uh, okay. with a, the, that you could plug into. Okay. Well, then, yeah, that doesn't surprise me, then, because, I mean, the most popular multiplayer game on the N64 GoldenEye is famous for its four-player multiplayer. Mm -hmm. so and it's just, you know, that, that means they put some effort in porting it to try to change up some things and do some different things. Yeah. Uh, Man, this game some would of it be didn't awesome work. with four-player. I think it would be really awesome. Like, yeah. that, that's kind of the thing that uh, this game made me feel while uh, playing it was like, as I said earlier, they just don't make games like this. You don't, they don't make games where you just sit down with your friends and just play a straightforward game over and I mean, over they, and over well, again. they they sure did try at least with Hydro Thunder in uh in like the twenty tens. There was a uh, Hydro Thunder Hydro Thunder Hurricane yeah. was the sequel, and yeah. I I played the I played the demo of it when I had a when I had a three sixty. It's it's okay, but a lot of it does kind of feel like a like a soulless recreation. Yeah, that just doesn't quite have the original magic. Well, because because the problem with bringing something back years and years later. Mm -hmm. Is you either need to perfectly recreate it, or you need to add something. Mm -hmm. And from what I've seen, it's more of just like a, it's there recreation. Well, yeah, and it's, what, it's not like Mortal Kombat Nine. And it's also a different studio. It was under obviously under it. Every everybody who had basically Midway had gone under by that point. Right. Yeah. Uh, Midway was under. Uh, when did they go under? Was that two thousand? I think I read two thousand six or two. I, I believe. Yeah, I think I it was two thousand six. But also interesting. Uh, Midway before all of that had planned to create a double pack of Hydro Thunder and San Francisco Rush twenty forty nine, uh, and they were going to name it. Game. And they were going to name it Hydro Rush, and it was going to be for the PlayStation two. But that game was canceled, and then all that project moved over to uh, Midway Arcade Treasure. There, Street. there's a game that we should play. Rush 2049 is fantastic, uh, at least from what I remember. It may not be as good as I remember, but I remember it being So th really there were a good. lot of ideas to continue this game or port this game in the future that kind of started going under, especially as the studio, uh, as, as Midway had their <laughs> yeah. issues. Um, among the reviews, the arcade was the uh, most... Uh, it had the fewest reviews because arcades just didn't have as many places to review them, oh. but... You know, where it was reviewed was reviewed very, very well. Uh, and then the Dreamcast got great reviews across the board. Well, the Dreamcast was really good at doing water, I think, mm -hmm. if I remember. Well, cause the, well, the Dreamcast was also just... I think we brought this up like a hundred times before. Dreamcast was perfect with arcade games. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe not pitch perfect, but it was damn close. And they could port things uh, really well. And also, at the time, considering, you know... It was ported over to 64 and PlayStation. The Dreamcast was the better graphic of those ones as well. Yes. So some of the, it was less compressed on those sort of things. 
Uh, and then the PlayStation and the 64 got about the same reviews across the board, which were quite a bit lower than the Dreamcast had. So, for example, Game Ranking's aggregate score had Dreamcast at 79%, N64 at 66%, and the PlayStation at 64%. Damn. So, yeah. so I did. I did double check. Midway went under in uh, June of 2010. Okay, so it was later. Okay. It was later eventually. Yeah, because I think MK Armageddon was 2007. Hmm. Well, I don't know. All I remember was it was for the Wii. So. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, there is also an element that was brought up uh, in a review by Cam Shea, and this is something while I uh, of Hyper. Uh, but this is while I was playing something that I I, I would have felt as well. Uh, but he gave he gave the review uh, the Dreamcast version. He gave eighty four percent on his uh, in, in January two thousand, saying after playing the arcade version, it has to be said that Hydro Thunder is a very faithful port. Graphically, this is a good thing, but in terms of replay value, the Dreamcast version suffers for its arcade heritage. And while playing that game, I kind of feel this. Yeah, if you're sitting down with friends and playing it, and maybe you're trying to unlock stuff on your own, maybe to play with friends. But if you're not racing against other people, I can't imagine this being a game I would have sat down and played a bunch. Yeah, it does. I, it does kind of have that sort of you sit down, which is what do, arcade games were made or, for. Yeah, you know, you, you do sit one down, or two you races and then you leave. Yeah, yeah, you sit down, you put your quarters, you're racing your friends, and you, and then you, you do move that. on. Uh, and, you know, and and that kind of has the feeling of it that the replayability of this game, while I, I I think I could have had a lot of fun in a group setting consistently, but. How often are you always in that group setting? And yeah. this game probably would have sat a lot for me because of that as other things yeah, came out. Yeah. And the problem with porting racing games, especially arcade racing games, is that, say, with, uh, again, I'm a whore for fighting games. Take a fighting game. Uh, even if you do a pitch-perfect arcade port, and you have you will usually have the arcade mode, which has the character endings, mm-hmm. so you have replay value to get that, to get lore. What is the lore of Hydro Thunder? <laughs> there are boats. Yeah. You race boats. Yeah, that, and that's, that's the thing. Exactly without it. any story, and not even story, without anything, it is truly just a, what would be deemed a party game, which is, I think, why when they've repackaged it, it's been repackaged consistently with a lot of other stuff as yeah. a collection. Because it's good as like a, a mm-hmm. it's good as like a bow. Like it's a little bow on top of this really nice present. Mm-hmm. But as a solo thing, Again, it's just like getting the bow with no presents. Like, cool, this is nice, but what the hell do I do with it? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, that's that's a, yeah, that's a good good descriptor of it. Something that I something that I just realized while we were talking is that um, Midway Arcade Treasures Three, which has uh, Hydro Thunder on it, also has another game that I think we should play in the future called Stun Runner, which I remember playing a lot as as a kid. That is. Well, because really, really fun. Well, because Midway Arcade Treasures Three is basically just their. Uh, it's all racing. Yeah, games. it's just all the racing games, all the three D racing games. Yeah, uh, and they 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 are real. They're. Well, I don't think there was a bad one on there. Well, because Midway, look, Midway knocked it out of the damn park with racing games, uh, with and arcade, arcade games, games in general. In general yeah. yeah. Especially in the 90s, they just kept knocking it Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, look, Midway is also a game we're going to play at some point, or a version of a game. They also did do Spy Hunter. Oh, wow. Which is a game we are planning to play. Is that the one with The Rock? They did the entire Spy Hunter series. Spy Hunter series, so. So, yes, we will probably play the version with The Rock. That's kind of the end there. There's also a version that came out on the GameCube way before The Rock version came out that is really good. Spy Hunter, Spy Hunter in a lot of ways is 
while not the same style as these games, but there's a lot of like, oh yeah, I can see where maybe one or two of the developers or people who worked on it also brought over it, yeah, but brought which, a story or at least a reason to keep playing it. Yeah, which kind of makes me think that this should have taken some Spy Hunter or another game kind of like it, some Stuntman elements, where mm. there are certain missions you have mm -hmm. to do, like yeah. in a race. Like, there could obviously be the one like get first place or whatever, but then there could be find all the shortcuts or collect all the items or boost like 24-7 or whatever. Hydra Thunder Hurricane tried to do that. Didn't do it well, okay, but well, at least tried. Well, well do it well. <laughs> uh, yeah. The They could have taken, I, I mentioned that a lot of like snowboarding and uh, skateboarding games were out around the time and kind of that would have been kind of the popular racing in a lot of ways. But uh, I know a franchise that I played a lot of uh, around this time would have been the Cool Borders franchise on the PlayStation. Mm. Uh, and again, you, you question some of the replayability on it, you know, how much on it, but you were always trying to unlock stuff. There were new challenges and there were different challenges, not just different tracks, but different things you could do. Uh, you know, and, you know, snowboarding is going to have, like, half pipe and, you know, slalom and, uh, you know, downhill and a bunch of other things. So that the sport just lends to it. But that's something that feels kind of missing in this, that the only thing is there's different tracks. That's the only thing. Different tracks yeah. and some boats that are put into interesting uh, categories that I wasn't completely sure what the difference of 100%, but... Uh, I think some of them are just slightly faster. Easy, and and they easy look medium, like hard, and bonus. <laughs> like, maybe easier to control. Possibly. Probably. One of my one of my favorite one of one of my favorite bonus boats is that there's there's one that is literally just a scaled down version of the Titanic, and it's called Tiny Tanic, and it's so adorable. And one of my one of my favorite favorite things about it is um, every time you get a boost. In any of the boats, the boats, like, slightly change a little bit so that the boosters come out and stuff. And when you get it with Tiny Tannic, the fourth um, smokestack folds down into a jet engine and it boosts you across. And then when you and crash with it, you hear people screaming. <laughs> every time you crash, Probably it Probably should not be playing the Arctic level, then. <laughs> every, every, time, every time you crash, it splits in half and you see someone bounce off of the propeller. <laughs> All right, well, dark. And then Leonardo DiCaprio's in the ocean somehow. <laughs> uh, but, see, those are fun things in the game that parts of those, I understand, like, unlockables in it, but also having some of those things from the start might yeah. gravitate because, or at least have a, a easy differentiation of the boats from the beginning. Yeah. At, the, at the very least, like, more tracks than three. Because mm -hmm. just having with, yeah. three tracks to start out with is, I think, pretty ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, and an easier way to know how to unlock them from the beginning. Yeah, because yeah. instead of like just getting first every time, because getting first in this game is very hard. Because I think because isn't Gran Turismo difficult. isn't Gran Turismo where you just are no matter what you get, you get a certain amount of money in the in the race, and you just use it to go buy stuff. I believe that's how most racing games. do. Uh, and so like, hey, you finished third. Hey, you got fifteen dollars. Go get some you know parts, maybe you know, yeah. and just. Uh, a good example, I don't know if I, either of you guys have played this game. It's a PS3 racing game called Split Second. Yeah, I never... I know of it, but I haven't played it. I, uh, I never had a PS3, so... It's one of my favorite racing games. I love Split Second. But in that game, every time you finish a race, no matter what position you're in, I always got fourth or higher because I'm a cheap bitch and restarted. But no matter what you get, you get points. And those points lead to unlocking bonus missions or unlocking other cars or unlocking other chapters in the story mode 
stuff like that. And I think something like that would have done well here mm-hmm. instead of the Ricky Bobby, you're, if you ain't first, you're last. Yeah. It, 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 yeah, I said, it, it just, it, it's a fun game, but it's a game that you'll easily afterwards be like, yeah, I had fun doing that. On to something else. Yeah, yeah like, I, I think, and I think part of the time um, to boot up some Phantom Menace now for the PS One. Th- oh think, no! I think part of the uh, the reason that they did this sort of that sort of thing where you have to get first to unlock everything is part of that um, arcade transfer. So they wanted it to feel more arcadey. Yep. And I and I just feel like why didn't they just give us everything at the start? I wish they would. I done think that. there's I also an element of a lot of their arcade games or their arcade racing or sporting games mm-hmm. think of nba jam for example mm-hmm. yeah you're not going to be unlocking a whole lot of things but you don't need to you're the whole point is playing these players i'm playing as jordan and pippen or i'm playing as you know uh whoever i'm uh, whichever uh, team rodman and the other guy yeah yeah <laughs> you're, playing, you're playing whoever you got there to play as and so you're trying to do you're trying to, to play as players you see on tv there mm-hmm. you're not seeing that in a boat racing game yeah you know, I'm going to be playing his famous boat boaters. Who's the who's the boat version of Danica Patrick? Danica, <laughs> water Patrick. What? <laughs> it's the starfish from SpongeBob. Oh. Uh, but that's kind of like the feeling after initial playing is just, oh, that was fun. This made me, it made me yearn a bit for the childhood like elements of it. And then, but afterwards I'm like, I probably don't need to play this again. And I mean, don't get me wrong. When I'm racing, I'm having a blast. Yeah. Like going over these volcanoes as they're erupting and collecting the boost, drifting around the corners through these caves. Well, drifting, whatever the hell it's called in the boat. Uh, Boating through the the, uh, the waterfalls. And things yeah, crashing that into always, the walls. <laughs> that always blew my mind as a kid, being able to go through waterfalls and finding secret paths. Yeah, that was really And basically cool. like splitting it like the fucking Red Sea Moses. <laughs> like it's cool. But again, it's one of those things that's kind of a one and done. Especially yeah. because it's not very easy to unlock stuff. Just you said that and now I need a VeggieTales racing game anyway. <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy on TikTok who modded uh, Mario Kart 8 I've and seen, put in all those I've VeggieTales seen that, games. but I need... I did, you like just said parting like Moses and I was like, when is VeggieTales racing going to be a thing? And or when is my VeggieTales Smash Bros clone going to be a oh, thing? Veg, VeggieTales carts with a Z. Ve- veggie carts. <laughs> veggie carts. <laughs> Some, <sighs> somehow Madam Blueberry has the highest stats in the game. You're collecting like <laughs> prayers. It's like <laughs> Instead of like shells, you're sending blessings to yeah. people. <laughs> Hallowed be thy name. <laughs> oh, that would be weird. Uh, hey, didn't, be you guys say, didn't you guys say that you guys had some pretty crazy things about the developers who ported the PS1? I think Thomas had a little bit on this one. Yeah. Because it was so, hard to track down. I did not get a whole lot out oh, of it. Oh, yeah, that's Because the, the problem with it is that the developers who ported this to the PS1, I mean, the arcade version we've said 700 times was done by Midway. Midway. Specifically Midway San Diego. We've talked about earlier, they did the WWE All-Stars game. Mm-hmm. Oh, no way. Really? Yep. Um, but... It was ported to PS1 by a company named Blue Shift. Yep. And the fact that when I looked up Blue Shift, the first thing that came up was Half-Life Blue Shift on Steam probably says a lot. But I found their <coughs> LinkedIn page, because they have one apparently, and I, they aren't credited for all these games on like Wikipedia or whatever or even some other gaming sites. <laughs> Do you think they're lying? Either they're lying or they did very minor work and they're still claiming credit for it, which, to be fair, is what you do on a LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, but some of the games they've worked on, Spider-Man 3, 
Oh, Jesus. Superman Returns. Oh, Jesus. Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle Earth. Oh, that one I've heard is okay. WWE Legends vs. Superstars, another WWE Uh-oh, game. Oh, damn. Uh, Mercenaries 2 World on Fire. That's actually a pretty good game. And bring it back full circle, baby. So our first episode, they worked on Marvel Nemesis. No Rise way! Of the <laughs> uh, oh no! It's, it's kind of interesting that yeah, we said Midway <laughs> did the arcade, uh, and uh, Blue Shift did the, the PlayStation, and then Eurocom did uh, the all the others, the PC, the yeah, Dreamcast, and the sixty four. And like that's just interesting that they didn't do the PlayStation, but they did the sixty four and the Dreamcast. Part of me wonders yeah. if because Midway was putting out so much at the time, they were like. Just put it on someone. Which, just, yeah, by yeah, the just way, someone the, do it. Just, just you know, Eurocom also had done a couple of very interesting things, like you know, Mortal Kombat four for the PlayStation in the sixty four, oh. and Duke Nukem sixty four <laughs> in the same year that they did Disney's Hercules. Oh jeez! <laughs> so like, geez. it's funny as we go through a lot of these, and we see a lot like Zero these nine. studios that did a lot of the ports or worked on the ports that like obviously they put in a lot of work. But like, it's interesting that in something before this podcast, I didn't think about as much is like, oh yeah, like they're taking other people's code and stuff and they're porting it over and developing it for a system. But they're taking something that's already there, like yeah, and that's such a weird work that's like impressive actually sometimes. And also you're like, oh. Then you see the games that they did by themselves, and you're like, ah, I see why you were porting. Yeah, hence, again, look, one of the ones they are actually credited for, Blue Shift, is Spider-Man 3. So, ooh. Yikes. Hey, you know what? They they gave us great meme material. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna going die. to die. Boom. <laughs> oh, it's my favorite. Uh, boy. That is crazy. Yeah, there just wasn't a whole lot on the developers because... They didn't do a whole lot. They didn't do a whole lot. The you know, uh, if your big early thing was porting Hydro Thunder, you know. I mean, they did other games before this, like uh, mm-hmm. what the hell is it called? Toxic Run, something like that. It's an exclusive Xbox game. Uh, but Hydro Thunder was probably their biggest early thing. Mm-hmm. But you can see, uh, as the mentioned earlier, talking about the sixty-four having the four controller version. But the PlayStation, if you had the boomerang hookup, you could do four players. But you can see why it wasn't. Yeah. Because it was a different studio that was porting it. Yeah. yeah. And I like completely I, forgot about the boomerang like, hookup. And like I said, Midway was probably... I, I don't want to say they were crunching, because who knows? Maybe they were, maybe they weren't. But they were probably just like, get it the fuck out, just get it out, boot it out the door. Mm-hmm. And again, the Dreamcast was the one. Yeah, so I, yeah, wonder, I wonder if this that they saw the Dreamcast success, or they saw the arcade, and they knew they were going to want to port it. Because it was almost it was almost six months later that the 64 and the PlayStation versions came out. But they're different studios at that time when they came out. So I wonder if it was like, one studio take this, another studio take this. Yeah, and maybe they thought the 64 version was going to be bigger because of the four-player version. Possibly so also they... just that racing games had consistently done pretty well on the 64. There are a lot of racing games on that system. And again, we bring it kind of full circle again for the PS1. It's mostly been Gran Turismo and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, PS1 had a lot and, of fighting games and platformers yeah. as well. I mean, I 64 mean, had a lot of platformers as well, but... Yeah, uh, well, 64 was more... I mean, PlayStation had 3D platformers as well, but when it comes to PlayStation, they'd have, like, Spyro and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, PlayStation it, was more, I guess, action game-oriented? Yeah, and it also... There there might just be also an element of it's it was Sony getting into the game uh, with the console with their first one versus 64 being 
uh, or the Dreamcast being both Sega and uh, Nintendo's third go around. That's fair. <laughs> or fourth I mean, go around. I mean, I mean, to be fair, like I don't cruising. Cruisin' was on the N64. I don't think that had a PlayStation version. That makes sense. So, so, so maybe may, there's there's a lot of maybe contracts. There's maybe other ideas. There's different things on why. But it's interesting that the two ports were had had those differences. Yeah. Uh, I just I just find that pretty interesting that they 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 put it out to two different uh, companies, which isn't uncommon. We've seen a lot of different studios doing different ports as we've done this podcast. So yeah, I'm just, I was just thinking. Has there ever been any other boat racing video games? Yeah, there've been a bunch of I them. I mean, they're just different. I, I, things. I was gonna say, do you count like games where you transform into boats? Because then there's like Diddy Kong Racing, there's Sonic's like All Stars Racing transform. Uh, I mean, there's yeah. a, there's multiple jet ski uh, racers. So wave, wave Wave Runner is the one that was. Yeah, is it Wave? It Wave Race. Wave Race. Wave. The fucking wave game on the 64. <laughs> wave. Race. Wave 64. It's on. No, not the waving simulator. <laughs> Jesus. Tap A to wave. <laughs> so wave and don't look there, like a dumbass. But there haven't been a lot of like powerboat oh, no. racing games, I guess. Not really. Uh, that was probably that was more of an arcade time thing. Uh, and as arcade games kind of became less and less and less, you'll that still find sense. you'll still find games like that in the arcade, but they maybe don't get home console yeah, releases. I, I guess. Well, there's also the fact that like boats are cool, like they are. Uh, they the are. Power, the powerboats are cool, but. For me, it's just not as satisfying driving a boat as just hearing the wheels rev on the on Look, the Look, go vacation at jet ski races, so. It did. It did. And now you know why they don't make them anymore. <laughs> I was just trying to think. Was it, um, didn't, was, was there powerboat racing in the, in, uh, the crew? Or the crew two, one of the two? Um, yes, I believe in the crew two there was. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. There's a, there's a. Yeah, that's a pretty but that's one. another one with multiples. So. I that is, and I didn't. I was I wasn't really big on it. I I played a demo of the crew too. It's it's fine. It's but it's very empty. Mm-hmm. It's an it open is, world racing is, game, and it is incredibly. It, it is empty. very empty. I do enjoy it, but that might also be because I got it for free with the PlayStation Plus. You thing. know, sometimes so. you gotta enjoy your free stuff. I exactly. did like how you could fly as a you could fly in a uh, biplane though, but I didn't yeah. like how you couldn't crash it. I wish you could crash planes in more games. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, any, any, either you had anything uh, more about playing the game or anything? I mean, not not really. I mean, this is a lot of a lot of uh, my choices for this for this podcast have just been me using it as an excuse to play old games from my childhood. I my, yes, and this my is, my excuses have been oh, let's play a bad game from my let's childhood. play beat down, let's play beat down, fists of vengeance, and but I mean, uh, the, Looney I Tunes. Think- I, I like Disney Tunes back in action. I can't even finish that sentence. I know. I like Phantom Menace. I think this is, but I think this is the uh, first one that yeah. that I've that I've picked that I that I genuinely feel like I've felt the same back then as I did playing it now. Other I, than other than Go Vacation, but that's a whole different. Thing. Well, that's nostalgia blindness. Yeah, I will. I will you got the I beer will, goggles, though. I mean, the nostalgia goggles. Yeah. I will freely admit that I'm nostalgia blinded on that one, but yeah. um, I will say. I mean, this goes with any arcade racing game, but what the hell is this game called? Hydro Thunder. <laughs> Hydro it's Thunder. It's only a game that we've been spending it, it, an no, hour don't worry. talking it's, it's just, about. It's just that forgetful sometimes, you oh, know. Shit. Boat racing. No, it's it's more like I have the memory of a goldfish with Alzheimer's. A goldfish that got hit by one of the boats in yeah. Hydro Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> but it got hit by damn the torpedoes. Yeah. <laughs> or sorry, dang them torpedoes. <laughs> Darn, 
darn those torpedoes. Dread it. It's one of my favorite games to watch speedrun. Uh, oh, I really? Love, I love watching speedruns of any arcade game, but Hydro Thunder is one. I've just... never seen Hydro Thunder speedruns. I got to oh, look that up. Oh, dude. They're just impressive as shit. Speedrunning is art. Speedrunning is one of those things where I appreciate people who can do it, but damn, I will never be able to because I like to take my time with mm-hmm. games. So Yep. The, huh. Could I speedrun Larry Boy the Bad Apple on the GBA in 39 minutes? <laughs> Possibly, but I don't want to. That's fair. That's fair. I used to sp- not sp- fully because I know now people who speedrun Pokemon Red at just, you know, and are like, I can beat it in 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh, because you know all the cheats, but I used to sp- try to uh, beat Pokemon Red in, uh, you know, four or five hours. You know, I'd sit down and I'd four or five hours and then boot it up the next day and play it again and beat it through it all there. Pokemon Stadium Dodrio Game Boy for the win. Jesus. Uh, I, I beat Marvel Nemesis in one sitting. Does that count? <laughs> I beat uh, That's So Raven for the GBA in one two-and-a-half-hour stream. So That's right. I remember that. Uh, so, yeah, you know, take that one. Um, <laughs> that's, the pr- that's the badge I'll wear with pride, goddammit. Uh, so on this podcast, we like to ask two major questions of every game. The first one being, how does this game hold up? Better than I expected, to be honest. Yeah, it, it holds up fine. As I said, initially, graphically, the port, this version of the port isn't amazing. The controller on the PlayStation doesn't, isn't great for the arcade. Especially because this is early RPS one mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure analog sticks were a thing by this point. Oh, yeah, they were. 96, I think, is when, 96 or 97 is when the analog sticks Okay, then, in. yeah, it was a, a thing way before. But this kind of still feels like it's being controlled with the D-pad, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. That could be because it's, again, a port. Mm-hmm. It, it, it holds up fine. Uh, you know, if I, you know, we're sitting down with a whole group and like, yeah, let's play some Hydro Thunder, especially if I had a 64 and had four players. Yeah, I'd, I'd play this game. Uh, but overall, it holds up fine. It, it's, it's not like it, it's not like there's anything that's egregiously bad or that has gone through it. It, it. There were like one or two glitches that we ran into, but that was mainly us being dumbasses. I mean, look, I, I, I landed in the volcano and then went backwards. The screen blinked and suddenly I was in fourth place. So, you know, it happened. It was it was pretty cool. You I entered shit. a portal. You hit the shit from Thomas and the Magic Railroad where they just teleport through the <laughs> for some reason. Where's the Thomas the Tank Engine racing game? Uh, where, yeah, why? Why uh, haven't we got that? Uh, well, it's available in the UK only. It's called Hero of the Rails. Wait, All that right. exists? No, in the UK. I'm, I'm, well, look, it is partially real. At least that's the one gameplay I've seen of it, is you can do races in that game. Any, what, hold on, what's the... All the developers listening to us right now, please, <laughs> on, Thomas on, the Tank Engine Racing. What is the point of a Thomas the Tank Engine Racing game? You're all on rails. You literally can't do anything. But you're all against, you're just trying to all go you faster. Can, all you can do is go faster or slower, which means one of you is always going to win. Look, think you can change tracks, you, you have cha- to get there in the time, you, you have cha- to be faster change, than that. You can change tracks, uh... In the newer stuff, Thomas does go off rails and go through loop-de-loops and shit. It's stupid, but you can do it for a racing game, Look, I guess. Ex- yeah. <laughs> just just have Thomas in, like, a fucking Hot Wheels set. I'm, yep, no, I'm down. I want it. Uh, I'll pay good money for this. I'll buy, you'll get three, you'll get three buys, because I'll buy it three Developers, times. Developers, <laughs> listen, listen to the podcast that we know are definitely there and not in my mind. Please make it. Please make it for those two. I'm good. No, for Mason, make uh, the Ben 10 racing game and just HD remaster. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. There was a racing game. <laughs> All right. Our second question that we like to ask uh, for every game is, 
would this game deserve a reimagining or a remake in a modern setting? I mean, it already kind of... It did, did. and it, it had canceled sequels. It had a kind of a canceled, like, you know, uh, repackaging, as we mentioned. It had a bunch canceled, then it got... There was a the sequel that came out for the Xbox, uh, and so it's, it's had a fair amount of ports and re-releases. I would love to see more of this style of game, uh, arcade type of sit down with friends and race fun come back. Yeah, I mean, there's like... Even if it's not necessarily this game specific. Yeah. I mean, there, there's like indie games that are like that, but um, big AAA releases, the arcade sit down style is basically dead. So I would like to see this game... Not even necessarily a remaster. I'd take a port. Mm -hmm. I mean, like look, a port yeah. of the arcade game to modern consoles with everything it. unlocked. The the yeah. the, the, the uh, Switch got the uh, sixty four Pod Racer uh, put yeah, on, the, it. And, the, and it's a very similar style of game in a lot of ways. Yeah, so uh, I would like I, you could easily get a port over to like a Switch. The online expansion. Yeah, with the online I expansion. Gonna, I was going to say, Hell Switch Online has a Wave Rider 64. Yeah. The hell it's called, so, so, yeah, it has, it has that. So, you could easily add it on, and, and it would be fun. And, I mean, yeah, this is... It's very similar to the game we did last week, actually, where it's very much a one-and-done. Like, you play it, you get what you want out of it, and that's it. But putting it online, where you can play with other people online, oh, play with friends man. online... Uh, mm -hmm. and, and some co-op, like local co-op. Yeah, I local co-op with the Switch. You have three. You know, you have a group of people just on their own Switches sitting around in a room playing with each other. Like that would be fun. Imagine if you could get like six players. Yeah, get or six something. players. If you, or if you could, if you could like customize the boats. Yeah, yeah customize cool. the boats. Like give them their own decals and whatever. Like yeah, their own paint jobs. unlock some different things for like different boats. Like actually make have some fun with it. There, like, there are options. This this franchise create you your, know create your own boats out of blocks. Make Lego racers. Three water edition. It'd <laughs> be, be really cool if they did the uh, the cruising USA thing where every time you win a race you can add an upgrade to it. Mm -hmm. Like that, that was that was a cruising yeah, USA yeah. thing. Right? I believe that was cruising USA. Yes. Yeah. Or was that cruising? No, I think it was cruising USA. I think you're right. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool. It would be it would be cool. There, there are a lot of options that this adds a lot of kind of those midway games. The replayability at time for a lot of the arcade midway were great in the arcade, but not non-existent on the the home console yeah and like nowadays you could easily upgrade some of these and it'd be a lot of fun because i think at its core this is a really fun game mm -hmm. it just leaves a lot to be desired because of it is an arcade game truly through and through absolutely yeah and there's nothing wrong with that but like i said it's very much a kind of a one and done so I feel it's like a very it would fun be. one and done. Oh, it's a very fun one and done, but it is a one. A and one done. and done. So uh, I feel like again, porting it to the sixty-four online, having online co-op or local co-op with all the switches, I think would be a really good idea. Mm -hmm. Unlock everything from the start for the love of God. <laughs> love Look, I could even, even there. You have the, you can have the sixty-four controller uh, that you can use on on the switch like that. There, there's so many. There are some possibilities that there to make games yeah. like this viable so, again so, so far i think this is the easiest <laughs> this is the easiest easiest remake we've had i think yeah, of anything it's like just port it for the love of god yeah like uh, port it and if it's successful make more games like it please please i would play let's go vacations i would play the hell out of an out of another hydro thunder game in a heartbeat like hurricane may have been a little bit disappointing i will admit but 
not going to lie, as we've been talking about this, I've been thinking, can I play Hydro Thunder Hurricane on my Xbox One? I kind of want to see if I can, because uh, I kind of want to play that again. <laughs> I think I, it's just on the Xbox. I was going to say, if it's on uh, the Xbox 360, I, you should be I thought it was just on the uh, live. It's, yeah, it's, it's, online. A, it's an online-only game. Yeah, I'm so I, sure. I assume you can. Uh, unless it got delisted. I got it. We I can I can figure that out later. But I'm, Mace I'm is gonna, gonna be playing some Hydro Thunder. Yes, so. I am. Yes, I am. So that's Hydro Thunder. Definitely not the worst game we played, and probably not the best either. Uh, but yes. uh, what do you guys think? You know, if uh, you have some thoughts on Hydro Thunder, you know, go on over to that old iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and you know, type some words in there. Give us some reviews. Give us that five stars. Tell Thomas why he sucks, uh, you know. Do it with pride. Do it with your full chest, motherfuckers. And five stars, uh, whether you're over on Spotify or Stitcher or any of the other podcasting apps that we have this available on. Check it out. Give a follow. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll try to respond to those things. What's uh, your favorite boat in Hydro Thunder? What is your favorite <laughs> boat in Hydro Thunder? And, it, and why is it damn the torpedoes? The best of boats. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening, and you all have a wonderful rest of your day, night, whatever time it is, and we'll see you guys next time. Get good, you slut.